Warning, you are about to enter another dimension. Things may get strange, things may be weird. Prepare for the unexpected. What is going on, everyone? It is Quad D20, Nathan with Dimension 119, and we're back again. Uh, maybe have a little bit shorter for an episode today, a um, bit of a smaller topic. It's a, it's a big topic, but it's a small topic. It's pretty important, um, something to talk about, uh, but it may not take us as long to talk about it and for me to say what I have to say on it. Um, and plus, I'm, I'm on my way somewhere. I don't know if I have time to do a full hour recording before I get there. Anyways, that being said, what we're going to talk about today is simply the question, is D&D dangerous? Is Dungeons and Dragons or role-playing dangerous? It's just kind of, I'm going to give my take on what I think about that. Um, I was asked, kind of asked this question uh, by a member of my family, I think it was Monday, it's Monday, and it shouldn't have taken me off guard, uh, but it kind of did. I'm trying to get my sister involved in D and D. She wants to try. She wants to try it out, and she's supposed to be in on one of my sessions coming up soon. Actually, my first session I'm going to run um, here in the near future. The one we, <laughs> the one we prep, that has completely evolved. I need to do a, another session on. I need to do another episode on on some of the things I've changed in that session that I, that we prepped together. Anyways, we're not even two minutes into the podcast I'm already going off on off track anyways is D&D dangerous now if you guys have followed the podcast and you've listened to some of my previous episodes you know or you've heard me make mention that um, I grew up in a religious family I grew up in church uh, my dad's was a pastor growing up as as I was growing up um, he was a traveling minister as well he's still a traveling minister now you know my mom's a prominent member in, in, in the church they go to and things like that so I grew up in church I grew up uh, in a religious household things like that and so growing up my parents were very concerned um, about the content of things that we that we took in um, would check before you know before we watched something or listened to something to make sure that it was it was appropriate and, and was safe and, and so on and so forth. So I should have you know kind of expected this question coming uh, when my mom heard that my sister wanted to play D and D because I know some of the stuff, the past of D&D and what people used to say about it and stuff. So I should have kind of expected it. It just kind of caught me off guard in a, in a way. And not in a bad way. Because like I said, I understand their concern. Now, so let's start with kind of why the question was asked. And my mom told me that she had done a little research and she, you know, back back in the day when D&D first came out and even, and even like in the 90s and stuff when I was growing up you know you heard I remember vaguely hearing about 
you know, D&D was people summoning demons and summoning devils. It was, you know, I made the joke to my mom. It was, you know, people think that D&D is a bunch of people in a, in a basement somewhere with hoods on, you know, burning candles and summoning demons, which is, to me, is not at all what it is. Um, and, you know, she she made mention of that. She pointed out that in, in her research that she came across, you know, some instances of the lines of reality and the lines of the roleplay character that got had become blurred with some people and there had been murders committed and and then they found out that you know they had a D&D session or a role-playing session set up downstairs where their character was killing a bunch of people and, and the lines in the between the lines between reality and and the roleplay session had gotten blurred and, and this person went off and did all this and kind of my answer to that was you can pretty much find an instance like that in anything and just about any kind of fandom or anything nearly you know you can you can find movies that people have committed murders based on you can find you know even i I even said like christianity has people that go nuts and, and do crazy stuff to other people because they feel like God's telling them to, you know, so on and so forth. You know, you could give all kinds of examples, movies, you know, there's video, there's a whole controversy of whether video games, violent video games cause people to be violent or cause kids to be violent. You know, there's, there's arguments on both sides of it. You know, there's instances of people murdering people and then saying it was because of a movie or video game and so on and so forth. So you can, you know, and I mentioned that to her, and and she she acknowledged that she knows that and understood. She's just kind of wants to know more about D and D, what it's about, and make sure it's kind of it's safe. And my answer to my answer to is D and D safe? From my perspective, where I'm at is yes. Now, that being said, you can definitely take D and D to a dark, some would say bad place. You can take D&D and take it to a place that could be harmful to people or could, you know, could be controversial to people. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, but the reason why you can do that is because you can pretty much do anything you want in D&D. You can be anybody you want in D&D. You can be anything you want in D&D. There's all kinds of races and classes and and powers you can have and people you can be. You can be anything you want. And this is what I told my mom. To me, D&D is, is like writing a story or telling a story, except there's not just one person doing it. To me, D&D is telling a story with however many other people you have at your table or if you're playing online at your virtual table. You know, if you have a dungeon master or a game master and you have four players, I told my mom that the dungeon master or game master is like the is like the curator or the, um, what's the word I use? The narrator. It's like the narrator. It kind of sets up the skeletal structure of the story and then the players, whether it be, you know, one, two, three, four people or more, take their character and 
as their character make decisions in the story and and kind of shape the story around their character and their party you know they work together and and expand the story and push the story along and then the, the dungeon master the game master just kind of kind of guides that puts these obstacles in front of them you know they're they put the monsters in front of them they got to fight or or the puzzles in front of them that they got to solve or so on and so forth they kind of guide them through the dungeon you know whatever your story is the game master or dungeon master is like i said the curator the narrator he he lays this path out in front of you or she lays this path out in front of you and the players decide you know which direction to go or which path to take or what decisions to make and so on and so forth you know, obviously you got the dice aspect in there that helps you, you know, that tells you pass or fail and so on and so forth. But the bare bones of it, to me, of D&D, is that you're, you're collaborating on telling the story or writing the story together. You've got someone who's setting it up, and then you've got the players who are guiding it the rest of the way, are, are pushing it along, who are putting their story into this big overarching story and making it better and making it stronger and to me you know in, in the bare bones of it right there there's there's nothing wrong with that I mean if you're going to go read a book then to me a book is nothing more than like this it sounds crazy a book is is a, a dungeon master writing his own story and not you know not having any players to, to, to it's playing the part of all the players in the story a movie is the director and, and I mean I, you know the actors play the characters but they don't get to make their own decisions for the most part but a movie is kind of the same thing it's just a story you're watching play out on screen that's what I told my mom a D&D session or a D&D campaign or a D&D one shot whatever or any role playing game one shot is literally you guys writing the story and watching it play out in your heads or you know if you're using terrain or maps or whatever blah 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 it's no different than I told her. It's no different than picking up a, a controller and playing a, a role-playing game online, where you're playing a character and you decide what they do, you decide how they level up, and so on and so forth. There's to me, there's no difference between. There's not not a basic difference between books, movies you know, RPGs on, on a video game or, or tabletop role-playing games. You know, what's the difference in a, in a... I didn't use this as an example to my mom, but what's the difference in a board game, really? Except you're not as much immersed. You know, you're... you're Especially, okay, you go by Family Feud, the board game. You're playing the part of a contestant. So, in a, you know, in a weird roundabout way, you're role-playing a contestant. So, you're just role-playing a contestant that is yourself. So that's not to me. That's not a whole lot different than than uh, playing D and D. And the reason why I keep using D and D and not just tabletop role playing games in general is because D and D is what I play. It's what I'm most familiar with. And I understand. Like I said, you can be anything you want. And my mom asked me, you know, well, what if somebody wants to play an evil character? And I, you know, I told her, you're you're welcome to. You can you can roll up an evil character. You can play an evil character. You know, you can play an evil race, whatever, but it all depends on what kind of game you're playing. It all depends on your party, 
it all depends on your group and it all depends on your dungeon master or your game master whatever they're whatever t- kind of game they're trying to run I said generally except for the people you know most of the people that I I know and like watch on YouTube um, run good campaigns and they get with their players in the beginning before they start a campaign and find out kind of what their players are interested in and what their players want to do and they kind of figure out if kind of get the ins and outs and do's and don'ts of what their players want to do just one second got a notification Sorry, grandmother's in town. I was texting her back. Um, and I even even with my one shot that's coming up with this, this, my water bottle's rolling around on the floor. Even with my one shot coming up that we prepped on the podcast, there's we're gonna do a session, what we call a session zero before we even play, which is not necessarily done that I know of a lot for session zeros, but I want to do it because this is a new group we're putting together, and I want to kind of meet everybody. And because it, it's my sister, an old childhood friend, and two strangers, I kind of want everybody to meet everybody and get the feel for everybody, and make sure that there's nothing that any of the players are like. This is an absolute no-go in my games. I don't like it. I can't handle, you know, doing this topic and whatever it is. And make sure that's that I don't have that planned in my game. Just to be respectful for the table or be respectful for my players. That's the way I want to be. You know, I want to write a good story and tell a good story, and I don't want to say push the boundaries, but I want to be able to use what I feel I need to use in this story to to get the story across, but I want to make sure I respect my players as well. I'm going to respect the people at my table. So we're meeting to do some character stuff, and we're meeting to kind of get an idea and make sure there's nothing any no-goes that are in my game in my one-shot before we actually run it. I don't think there will be, but but that the whole point is you're trying, I, at least me, I'm trying to be respectful for my group, for my players, and be respectful as a DM and, you know, have them kind of be respectful to me and, and showing, showing, um, lost my train of thought my grandmother texted me back lost my train of thought in order to not make them uncomfortable and not to breach topics that that make a D&D session bad to them you know and like I said it's all up to the GM the, the DM whatever to to set those rules you know you can have an evil campaign you can you can have a campaign where you just the whole point is just going and killing people but I, I told my mom, she she asked, you know, who decide, well, who decides who's going to run the game? And I was like, well, this, it just depends on what your group decides. You know, I, I as for this group right now, I'm the, I'm going to be the dungeon master or the game master. I'm going to run the game. And I was like, so you know, you know me, so you, you know, you know that, that it's safe. And she asked me again, well, what about the whole thing of, of, people losing the boundaries between reality and and the role-playing game and stuff happening. She was like, do you think that's really a danger? And I told her I didn't think so. 
I said you'd have to be pretty severely have something you'd have to have something pretty severely wrong um, to, to go off that end you there would be something there's something that definitely needs to be taken care of and treated if you if you can't distinguish between the role play and and real life and I also told her like you can get in you can get into your character as much as you want as well you know you can you can role play as deeply as you want as well with your character it's all up to you as a player how you want to play it you know you can you can come up with a whole voice and a whole backstory and a whole you know family history and you can have its own separate voice and you can you can um you know, anytime your character takes an action or your character speaks, you can speak as that character, or you can say, you know, when your character speaks or when your character takes an action, you can say, you know, my character or insert character's name here does such and such or says such and such. And you're not even really like super heavily immersed in that character. It's it's all depends on you. You make those decisions. And You know, not to throw out some some family business or anything like that, but my sister has struggled a lot lately, and that's why my mom's concerned about her and making sure that this is not going to be something that hurts her even more. And I I told her that D and D helped me a lot. As strange as it may sound, D and D has helped me a lot. It's helped me meet new people that I never would have met before. I have some of my friends that I talk to pretty much on a day-to-day basis are I met through a D&D group. I, I never would have met these people if I wouldn't have um, started playing D&D. You know, I want to open up a shop now because I started playing D&D. My buddy that started his, his my buddy started a podcast um, and I started following it and it was kind of, it's kind of a stream of consciousness on his first few episodes podcast, but it made me think like, you know, I just need to start doing my, I just need to start doing mine. You know, I wanted to do a podcast before he started his, but I, I've always been afraid of it. And seeing him start his, I was just like, you know what? I'm going to do mine. And I would have never met this guy and probably never, I may never have even heard his podcast if it wasn't for the fact that I met him through D&D. You know, I have kind of opened up and been more social because of D&D. I've talked to strangers that I've n- I never would have talked to before because of D&D. I've played with strangers and role-played in front of strangers and done my silly voices in stra- front of strangers that I may never have done before because of D&D. It's helped me open up a lot. And I told my mom, you know, I wish I would have learned about this years ago because maybe I would have known that I wanted to own a shop like this years ago and would have been able to, instead of wasting my time in college doing something that got me nowhere, I could have gone and done something for the shop or been working on the shop before now. It's, I can see where if someone has a very large mental issue that it could be dangerous and I can see where people could take it off the deep end and I've seen people take it kind of off the deep end, not not do something crazy and hurt somebody, but dabble in things in their games that to me should be left alone and but you know that's the that's both the beauty and horror of D&D is you can do whatever you want you can take it whichever direction you want you can make it as dark 
as you want. You can make it as fantasy as you want. You can make it as realistic as you want. You can make it as as whimsical as you want, and you can make it as lighthearted as you want. It's all up to you and your party and your group and your dungeon master and your players. You know, my mom said, asked me if I thought it, you know, might bring things into the home or bring things, you know, open the doors for things, I guess is the way she said it. And I told her no. I told her that it, again, it depends on if you decide to add stuff into your game that, you know, opens those doors, that D&D in and of itself doesn't do anything like that. You know, I don't believe, for instance, I don't believe, like, in Ouija boards. I I, I think that's dangerous things to play with, even, even if nothing comes of it. Even if you can say that you've used it and nothing's ever happened. I, I think it's dangerous to play with because you don't know. I would never use a Ouija board in my game. But I'm sure there's people out there that would actually bring out a Ouija board and use a Ouija board as part of their game. Which, you know, if that's what they want to do, that's what they want to do. I wouldn't do that because I don't want any part of that. And, you know, that's that's just an example of something you can add to your game that that I wouldn't because I that's not something I mess with or play with. You know, there's demons and otherworldly beings going to be in my games. There's a whole rift of things that, that monsters and stuff that can come through it in my world. And I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. I don't think there's anything wrong with playing, you know, having to fight a creature like that. But I'm, I'm also going to be very aware of my players and of my table and make sure that things aren't going too far. Things aren't getting crazy, and so on and so forth. I, I don't see any reason why, unless someone has some kind of really bad issue or ha- has a pre- pre-existing issue already of being able to, dis- to discern between reality and pretend or reality and, and roleplay or reality and fantasy... I don't see any reason why, in my mind, D&D would be dangerous. It's, I've heard people say it before, and it sounds goofy to say it this way, but it's literally a group of, you know, a group of people playing pretend. It's a group of, I don't, I can't even say adults, because, you know, there's kid-friendly D&D games, there's kid-friendly role-playing games. It's a group of people, in my case, we play with mostly adults. There's a group of adults just sitting at a table playing pretend. That's what it is, and rolling some dice. I don't see any danger in that. I don't see any danger in using your imagination and telling a story. I even told my mom, like, like D&D has helped me really tap into my imagination and expand my imagination even, even more. It's given me something to be more passionate, to be passionate about. I realized that this, I wish I would have learned this years ago because this is definitely something that I'm very extremely passionate about and I I think that I don't even think you necessarily really have to be careful for it to be safe I think you have to keep an open mind and make sure you don't cross certain lines and I don't I don't mean that you can't go play an, an evil campaign I don't know that I ever would it's just not something that suits me but I know there's people that enjoy that, or there's people that enjoy playing someone evil that turns good, you know, or playing that borderline character. It's understandable. The point is, you have to gauge for yourself and make sure that you're you're capable of distinguishing between reality and the role play. And I think that's, to me, that's the most 
crucial point of D&D is making sure that you can discern those two things. And if you can, I don't think D, I don't think D&D is unsafe for you. I don't think D&D is a problem for you at all. As long as you can make that distinction. D&D is an escape much like video games or movies or, or many other vices that people have. D&D can be an escape. Role playing can be an escape. You can go from being a mundane person to being something some kind of hero, some kind of super being, some kind of superhero, someone extraordinary for for a moment and feel like you're actually that because you are you are role playing that character. You're taking yourself out of you and and putting yourself into that character. And I told my mom the same thing. I put my a little piece of me in it pretty much every character I make. Even if it's just something small, I put something of me in every character I make. And you know, for the majority of things, especially, you know, high morality things, I won't do something that I won't do something with my character that me myself wouldn't do. For the most part. So, in in finishing up this actually very short episode, is D&D safe? I think for 99.9999 continuing percent of the people, D&D is very safe and will actually be very helpful in different ways, socially, mentally. It'll help you with your imagination. You know, you may find out that you love it and it's your passion and it may lead you to what you want to do with the rest of your life. I think D&D is a very safe alternative to video games, alternative to movies. I'm not saying that you can't do all three of those things together. I'm just saying it, it to me it's an it's an escape much like a movie or a good book or a good video game is. It's telling a story with a group of friends instead of watching a story with a group of friends or reading a story to yourself or playing a story a video game where you're limited. You're you're pretty much unlimited in what you can do in D&D. And what kind of story you can tell. It's all up to you and your players and your party and your table what kind of story you want to tell. So yes, I think D&D is very safe. I am Nathan, Quad D20, with a little short mini episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. It's just something I've been thinking about uh, since Monday, since my mom asked me. Um, I kind of thought we'd roll a character. I thought I would have time today to be at home um, and roll up a character and see if that worked in podcast form and also put it on YouTube. Uh, but I didn't really have time to do that today. Plus, this question came up, so I figured I would answer that um, instead. Because I don't have to have my character ready by tonight like I thought. So, anyways, maybe that'll come in the future. I've been Nathan, Quad D20 with Dimension 119. I hope you guys all have a great day uh, or whatever time you're listening to this. And I'll see you next week. I'll see you in another dimension. Guess who? Check us out on social media. We got Quad D20 on Facebook. We got we got a, that uh, Snapchat thing at Quadman920. Um, what else we got? We got Twitter at Quad D20 underscore. Hmm find us on there, be posting stuff sometimes, some good stuff, Mm. and we got an Instagram page, 
Dimension underscore 119. Got a few pictures on there. It's going to be some good fun there for you. Just check us out. Mm, regular posts coming soon.